0: Hello again, and welcome to the 365 Retirement radio show and podcast with Sam Lang at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. As always, if it's time to talk about your retirement and building a plan, start at our website, 365retirement.com. Click on the button that says, Talk to an Advisor. There are a lot of decisions to make, Sam. I'm an old school guy. I can't. I'll tell you that I've taken a legal pad in the past and I've put a line down the middle and said pros and cons, and I've sat there making a decision. But you know, in in many ways, in our life we do that. In our retirement planning, we got to do
1: that, don't we? I mean, there's pros and cons to every decision you make, Mm -hmm. right? From you know what town you live in. Well, it's it's an affordable town, but the schools are not great. To hey, next town over, schools are fantastic, but the taxes are double, you know? Mm -hmm. So everything in life has pros and cons. And I would think that going into retirement and sort of not weighing out the pros and the cons of making this decision versus that decision is is a big miss. So I'd like to spend some time today talking about the pros and the cons and, and really the retirement planning process and the few things that you need to make sure that you understand before you make those big decisions.
0: So we're going to be looking today about uh, what to do about Social Security, weighing that out, what to do with your 401k, weighing that out, and and weighing out what we hear in the media, because for some reason, as we get close to retirement, suddenly we start watching financial news, because now we have a stake in this. We don't want our money to go backwards. But Sam, the mixed messages out there are crazy. I've got two for you here that are completely different. This is first on uns- CNBC. And we have heard that the S&P is now up 20% over October. So people are saying, hey, bull market, fantastic. Happy days are here again. We've seen the bottom. And that's this guy. This is Paul McCauley. He says, we're in for the soft landing that we all wanted.
1: I have never been in the recession camp. My base case throughout this entire tightening cycle as that a soft landing is achievable, but a soft landing requires that the Fed not land the plane nose down. And essentially, I think what they're doing is pulling up the nose of the plane. And I think we will have a soft landing. And I think inflation will continue to come down. So I think the Fed's actually in a pretty good place right now.
0: One of the only guys that I know that is saying <laughs> something like that. I mean, is this guy a pilot or is he an economist? <laughs> I'm not- For sure, right? right. (laughs) So that's one network. He's saying happy days are here again. The recession is over. We never really got there, and we're going to be just fine. Now turn the channel over to Fox. This is Dan Riccato. He's a finance professor at the University of San Diego. He says, hey, if you're going to retire... Don't. The message here is if you were planning to bail now or maybe next year, you know, if you're really close to retirement, chances are that retirement dream has now been delayed at least a little bit. You know, the markets give, the markets take, and this year they took. Really, the key action now is to try to boost, if you can, your contributions into your 401k. Don't abandon stocks completely, but review that portfolio. Make sure it's working for you relatively safely as you approach, hopefully, retirement.
1: All right, Sam, I'm seasick. I'm <laughs> Seriously, talking about two extremes, you know. One guy's doom and gloom, and the other guy's like, hey, nothing's happening. Right. So everything's good. You know, the reality is it's probably somewhere in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I mean, I would probably agree a little bit more with Dan Ricardo than I would with Paul McCulley. I think that uh-huh. was his name. Uh-huh. You know, the fact of the matter is they're talking about general terms, right? They're not talking about your specific situation. Uh-huh. Um, you know, if you, if you have, let's say, no debt you have maybe a healthy 401k balance, you have a, you've worked a long time, you're going to get a nice social security benefit, and you have a pension, yeah, maybe your account's down a little bit. You know, it's gone back up in the last six months. That's good news. But it's still not back to where it was, say, two years ago. The fact that you might want to delay retirement's probably, you know... Not necessary because if you ran the numbers and you say, hey, look, you know, I, I need to, I have an income gap of $1,000 a month, but I have a million two in my 401k. Yeah, it was a million five. Can you retire? Probably, right? Mm-hmm. Of course you can. I mean, the important thing is in that particular case, having a written, comprehensive, written retirement plan, just understanding, hey, you know what, do I need to have X in my 401k to retire? Well, that's the important thing to, to make sure that you are on track. Listen, Randy. Markets will go up. Markets will go down. I think it's the important takeaway here is that this is not the only time it's going to happen. It will happen if you're going to retire for the next 25 years. It will happen three or four more times. Right. So having a plan that's going to weather good days and bad days and understanding sort of where you are position in that retirement journey is the important thing to to figure out right now
0: there's wall street and there's main street and you're on main street so that television is telling you wall street you have to know what's going on on main street in your life and, and and the only way to find that out is to come on in and we'll do the numbers and uh and build a 365 retirement plan for you part of the thing that many of us bring to the retirement table is a 401k i was looking up some numbers there are $6.3 trillion in 401ks in the United States. That's a lot of dough. That is. That's where most of our money is. And because... They told us that the pensions are going away, and this is the replacement, so this is where we put our money. And now, instead of an employer dealing with where the money goes, now we deal with where the money goes. So, Sam, the pros and cons of looking down at my 401k choices, how do I make those choices? How do you help people through that?
1: It's a big project. It's a big project. Why? Because 9 out of 10 people, if not 10 out of 10 people, have some type of company-sponsored Retirement account. It could be a 401k, it could be a 403b plan. Maybe you work for the federal government, it's a 457 plan. But regardless, it's on you. Uh You know, back in the day, before 401ks were, I guess, created and implemented back in 1978. You know, you look back at your dad, my dad, my mom, everybody retired with a pension. You work so many years, there's a formula, you get 80% of what you made in the last three years and off you went. You did not have to figure out, well, what rate of return do I need to achieve in the next, uh, you know, 20 years before I retire in order to get X amount of dollars as a paycheck. So we say this all the time, a 401k plan does not end in a paycheck, right? Mm -hmm. So the important thing is, while it's growing, while it's accumulating, you really want to do the best that you can. And there are some you know, deficiencies in 401ks, depending on who you work for, depending on who it's maintained by, you know, you might have some limited choices. Maybe some of those choices are high in fees. Uh, maybe if you don't really know what you're doing and you just choose to have a target date fund, you kind of leave it alone and don't pay attention to it. You know, so... Understanding like where that money should be set aside for your particular reason, not your office mate, but your particular reason, understanding the performance, understanding the risk, understanding the fees and how it can eat away at returns is really important.
0: And one of the things that we can do once we reach the age 59 and a half is we have the option in many cases to take some of this money into our own control and move it from our 401k over to a personal IRA. And then we have the
1: world of choices, Sam. 100%. We see a lot of people that come in, they might be sort of, you know, very close to retirement. They're like in that red zone. They might be 61, 62, and they haven't really made any adjustments to their choices in the 401k, or the complete opposite. They've made a ton of adjustments and everything's sitting in cash because they're petrified Mm -hmm. of losing money. And they feel like they can't do anything else because they're stuck in this 401k. To your point, there's something called an in-service rollover or distribution. Essentially, if you're 59 and a half, I'd say 80 to 90% of companies will allow you to roll over either all of it or a portion of that money to a self-directed IRA. And you can buy anything you want. You can buy a five year CD because you want, you know, a guaranteed rate for five years or you can do something super aggressive or somewhere in between. But that's really where having a relationship will help you sort of talk it through and to customize what it is that's best for you.
0: All right, Sam, as we weigh out the different decisions that we have as we go into retirement, one of the big ones is, what am I going to do about Social Security? Do I take it right away? Do I wait till full retirement age? Do I wait till 70? How do we deal with that one as we sit down? a million and talk dollar
1: question, right? Yeah. Everybody asks that, you know, when should I take it? How should I take it? Should I take it now? Should my wife take it now? Should we both take it together? Yeah, there's lots of choices, I, I, I think. At one point, there was, there's was there been some changes, but I think at one point, I think there was like 560-something different ways of taking yeah. Social Security. Mm-hmm. Just a little background. Social Security was created back in the 1940s for you to take at age 65. Now, full retirement age for most of us is somewhere between 66 and 67. Now, 67 for me. So they've delayed the full retirement age. So essentially, the longer you wait to take it, the larger the check is going to be, uh-huh. and if you have, you know, some good, you've you've done a good job saving. You might have some other forms of income, and you have good longevity. You're healthy. Your parents lived a long life. It might be in your best interest to delay taking Social Security. So now, what you're doing is you're signing up for a larger check that's going to be payable for the rest of your life, uh-huh. right? Uh, we do have some folks that come in and say, you know what, my health isn't great, or I just plainly need the money, and you can start taking Social Security at a reduced benefit at age 62. But at the end of the day, Randy, it's really depending on your particular situation. You know, we had some recent situations where people came in and they said, hey, you know what? We've already made that decision. We're going to take it early because my spouse's health isn't great, and we're not sure if longevity for us is going to be, you know, sort of average life expectancy. So we want to enjoy it now when we can, mm-hmm. you know. So it really depends on a variety of things. One, your health, your projected longevity. Two, what are the sources of income do you have? Do you have savings that you can tap into and let Social Security grow? But there's a lot of different ways of taking it. And one other thing, just to mention, I think sometimes people have that sort of mindset. Well, you know, I'm going to grab it when I can, but I'm going to continue working. And that's probably not the best idea because your social security will be taxed and you might even have a penalty and get less if you have too much income while you're working. Got it.
0: So one of the things that we have a power over is when we take that Social Security benefit and to not take everything else into consideration is not weighing in all those pros and cons is what we're talking about on the show today. Well, Sam, the other part of the big decision we have to make in retirement is, how am I going to replace my paycheck? I'm used to getting this money every two weeks. Now, I know that Social Security is going to be there for me. Maybe there's a pension there for me, but I've saved money in other places. How does that pay me in
1: retirement? Keeping your fingers crossed, using the gains every month, probably not the right solution because some years or some months it's not going up. It's actually going down. So kind of like not knowing and not having something sort of set in stone, kind of like a paycheck or a social security benefit is not the best idea. I mean, you can wing it, Sometimes people have plenty of money and they can just you know take it whenever they, they need it. But for most people that are listening, for most of our clients, you want some structure, right? You want some good habits. Sometimes people have pensions and that's great. Making You'll need to sort of figure out how to take a pension. Do you take it as a single life? Do you take it as a joint life? But essentially what you're creating is a guaranteed paycheck uh-huh. for the rest of your life. That's great. Many of us, including myself, Some of you that are listening right now don't have pensions. So the whole idea and sometimes what we do in the initial consultation is sort of talk it through and walk it through to see if a portion of your money can be sort of set aside and replicate that pension that you don't have. So create your own pension. And that's a good alternative and an option to just simply, hey, I'm going to aggressively invest the money, whatever it makes every year I'm going to peel off the top, I'll keep my principal intact and I'll spend the earnings. Some years you can definitely do that, but other years you're not having any earnings, you have some losses. So what are you going to do? Sit home and not go out, you know? So creating some form of a steady paycheck. And there's many different ways of of doing that. You can use annuities, you can use structured notes. Right now you can even buy say a 12-month CD paying 5%. So it's a band-aid on that you know, lifelong journey and problem. But there are many things that you can look at to solve that problem.
0: You know, we were talking at the beginning of the show, the difference between Main Street and Wall Street, and they're all moaning and groaning on Wall Street about interest rates going up, 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 because it's hurting the market. But in the retirement world, Sam, for you and for the people sitting across the table from you, we're not moaning and groaning about this. This is a good thing. Yeah, Yeah.
1: we're applauding that, because, you know, if you think about it, I mean, Back in the day, you know, I'm in my mid 50s, say 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I remember my father would tell me before he passed, hey, look, you know, be smart. Someday you'll retire, you know, buy blue chip stocks and, you know, ride the wave. But when you stop working, go ahead and sort of just get rid of everything. Go to the local bank, buy a five year CD paying five or six percent and just use the interest. Well, until recently, we haven't had that discussion, right, Randy? Because mm-hmm. interest rates were in the toilet. They were, yep. you know, less than 1%. But today, you can actually go into the bank and get a decent rate, you know, 5%. I just had a client call me. What do you think? Citizens Bank's paying 4.4 for a six month CD. I, I just need to park the money. Is that a good choice? So rising interest rates for people that are on fixed income, looking for concrete mailbox money is actually a good thing. Not a great thing if you're trying to borrow money uh, or or buy a new house and you have to get a mortgage, but a great thing for many retirees that are listening. And if you're listening, there's a lot of choices out there that will help you keep your principal safe and create that steady paycheck for you that's actually gotten a lot better today because of higher interest rates that, that we're fortunate enough to have.
0: You're listening to the 365 Retirement radio show and podcast with Sam Lang at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners and we're talking about the decisions that you face as you get toward retirement, things about, you know, what's going on on Wall Street, your 401k, social security, replacing your paycheck, all these things that you got to weigh out as you get toward retirement and in retirement and how Sam and the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners can help you. So, the last one that we want to deal with here is who's going to help you with this. And for that, I've got a little story for you. It's story time, Sam. You're
1: a good good storyteller.
0: (laughs) Let's let's hear it. We're going back to the 1960s. Okay, this is Dorothy and Meyer Kripke. All right, and they had saved about sixty-seven thousand dollars for retirement, but didn't know how to invest. Nothing. Probably a ton of
1: money in the 60s. That was really good.
0: They were in their late 30s, early 40s. After months of going back and forth trying to figure out who's going to help us, Dorothy looked at her husband. and He said, "You know, there's a guy that is in our bridge group. He lives down the street a little bit here." He's an up and coming money manager. Why don't you go talk to him? So they did. And in the next 30 years, that gentleman grew their nest egg from $67,000 to $25 million. Come on, $25 million. Well, their neighbor was Warren Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I believe you. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. How lucky. What a good is story. That? Yeah. Wow. So, but the thing is here, I they recognized that they needed a little help. They didn't know how to invest, so they went on and found it.
1: Now, their neighbor happened to be Warren Buffett. That's not going to happen. Well, you're not Warren Buffett. I'm not (laughs) Warren Buffett. But, you know, listen, time and time again, we've gone over, we've read studies, we've read about them that people are just more confident having a relationship going into retirement. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of folks that we meet that have Been sort of do it yourselfers for many years, and they go into retirement. Now they're seeking professional financial assistance in retirement because it's a different ballgame. It's not your grandfather's retirement anymore. It's not simple. There's a lot of complicated, a lot of moving parts that you need to be aware of and, and take into consideration. Inflation, taxes. How do I keep my money safe? How do I create an income? How do I replace my paycheck? How do I grow my money and keep up with inflation? All of those things are really important. And just, you know what? At the end of the day, the project and the job becomes easier. When you're working with somebody that you have built a good relationship with, that you trust, that you can bounce ideas off of and then, you know, meet once or twice or four times a year to make sure that you're on track.
0: Well, Sam, I've got one more study that I wanted to bring up here that I found very interesting is from the people at Allianz. And they said to people, how is everything that's going on right now affecting you and your retirement plans? 46% of the people have either stopped or reduced saving for retirement. Their money has to go elsewhere. But that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Not a good thing. Okay. 40% of the people don't have a financial plan for retirement. And here's the quote, I'll just figure it out. When I get there. Probably won't work. Probably won't work. <laughs> that, that would be a con.
1: I mean, look, I mean, listen, think about it. You know, every professional football team, baseball team, hockey team, I don't care what it is. Do they just show up at game time? No, they practice. No, they, they, they work. practice, yeah. right? They practice for and prepare. six days and prepare and work mm-hmm. out and, mm-hmm. and run plays to play, you know, for three hours on a Sunday right? That type of thing. So practicing, making sure that you're going to get there and just really having a coach is really important. You know, I I get it. You know, times are tough right now. Things cost more. Maybe your spouse's hours got cut back and you guys are a little skinny in terms of cash flow and you're not adding to your 401k. I get it. I get it. The fact of the matter is that someday you still need to retire. So Mm -hmm. that problem down the road is not going away and just, hey, I'm going to wing it and I'll figure out when I get there probably, I mean, you know, some of you maybe have saved so much money, it's going to be fine. But for most people, that's not a good plan. So having a relationship, and at the end of the day, here's what we always say. Keeping your fingers crossed and having a bunch of accounts is not the same as having a comprehensive written retirement plan, kind of like building a Google Maps for the next 30 years when you retire. And it's very different than back in the day, You know, I'm going to see Aunt Sally. I forgot where she lived. You know, here are the directions on a paper napkin versus having Google Maps that says, in half a mile, (laughs) you're going to take a left. Oh, by the way, we changed our mind. You're going to take a right because there's an accident. We're going to take a detour. I mean, very, very different. So building that relationship is really important.
0: Thanks for listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. To speak to Sam and the team at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners, go to 365retirement.com, click on the button that says talk to an advisor. You can set up that 15-minute complimentary introductory call. Thanks for listening, and if you have a friend you think would benefit from our information and our podcast, please share the link. Have a great week.